This isn't music. This is the scream of science. 300 brake horsepower per liter of displacement. Not passing in a blur at 200 miles per hour. And in the middle of the whole metal, the carbon sits flesh and blood. These are the masters of speed. This is Formula One. Okay, so welcome to the first edition of the Lights Out Let's Go podcast under the season ticket banner. Uh, this is going to be a podcast talking about the uh, last weekend's um, Formula One races, and hopefully we can do this uh, throughout the rest of the season. Uh, so last weekend we had the um, F1 race at the Autodromo Nazionale de Monza, which I always love saying. Um, this is the Italian uh, GP, um, and this week with me, it's going to be my brother all the way from the States, Adam Knight. How's it going, Adam? It's going very well, mate, actually. It's a uh, bank holiday weekend here, so no work today. I'll take that. Is it bank holiday, is it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that Labor Day or something? Yeah, Labor Day at the official end of summer, unfortunately. What exactly is Labor Day? What does it exactly mean? Uh, I think it's it's basically to to um, uh, recognise and celebrate, I guess, the uh, the labour workforce. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, you know the Ameri- you know the Americans, man. They love their holidays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I'm assuming, obviously, that you have watched the uh, Italian Grand Prix. I did, and you picked a heck of a weekend to start a new podcast, didn't you? That was a race and a half. It was absolutely amazing, wasn't it? So just a quick sort of a summary, really. So, uh, I mean, you had a great day for Alpha Tauri, which we're getting to as the podcast goes on, because uh, you, had, you had a win by Pierre Gasly, the uh, French uh, GP driver. Um, you had another good day for McLaren. I mean, they could have actually won that race, um, really, if... Uh, a few uh, incidents would have uh, transpired that their way. It's good to see them back in the uh, resurgence. I think you had a a bad day for Valtteri Bottas. I think you had a bad day for Merck in general uh, with their call of Lewis coming into the pits. Um, and let's say it straight off the bat, you had an absolutely shocking weekend for Ferrari. And I bet they are so glad that the uh, Italian fans, um, for those at home, they are called the Tifosi. I bet Ferrari are extremely glad that Tifosi weren't actually in that uh, um, stadium at uh, at that weekend because it was absolutely awful for for them, wasn't it? It really was a shocker, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely terrible. So anyway, so let's let's, uh, dive in then. So if you start with the qualifying, uh, because before um, qualifying started... Uh, this was the first weekend when you had the new um, uh, changes to the regulations where they couldn't use the engine modes. So, you know, during qualifying, you know, uh, Mercedes have always always had what they call this party mode where they can turn the engine up uh, to full uh, for qualifying and they've been beating everyone uh, soundly. And it was interesting to see if this was actually going to make a difference. Did you have any thought about this before before qualifying started no i'm I'm not really sure how i feel about it really i think um you know i I think i think the the way to control those those types of advantages are with 
budget caps or by other measures personally you know um i think if you're yeah. going to let, let people develop let them develop and, and i think you know it seems like every time somebody gets ahead and, and, and finds that party mode whether it's in the engine world or, or in other pieces they're they're ready to jump on it and certainly um didn't seem to make much difference did it or at least it didn't control mercedes like the way they thought they were going to control them and if it was going to make a difference to mercedes i think it was going to make a difference in monza because you know they yeah. they they really they carry so much downforce already they need every kind of extra piece of horsepower they can get on the straight so you take that away from them and they were still on pole so i don't know that it really kind of achieved what uh what the the governing body set out to achieve but uh it was interesting nonetheless yeah i didn't really think it uh, it's one of those things where just when i sat down to watch collie i thought oh this could be interesting because it could make a difference but actually I kind of felt it wouldn't because it's affecting everyone the same way. So, right. you know, if you're going to be reducing Mercedes power down slightly, well, you're going to be reducing everyone's engine down slightly because everyone's running the top engine they can for, for qualifying. And actually it's probably in the long run going to end up helping Mercedes because they can now run a, a higher engine spec during the race because they're not hammering it during qualifying. Exactly. Actually, you know, it, 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 if if it was designed to slow Mercedes down, I think they've got it wrong because it could end up making them faster in the race. To be fair, totally, totally agree. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so qualifying happens, and you had uh, Lewis on pole. He did the uh, fastest lap in Formula One history. Um, yeah, it was wild, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was amazing. But obviously at Monza, because of all the straights, you're always going to get the fastest lap kind of, you know, um, at, at that track. Um, but um, yeah, it's amazing to see Lewis bang in the, the, the sort of fastest lap in history. You had uh, the highest McLaren qualifying um, since 2012. And can you tell me who got that one? I'm going to say it was probably Lewis. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Jensen Button. Oh, that's right. I did know that. Ah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, yeah, I so should it, know it, that. You're right. It was the highest one since, since uh, Jensen Button in, in 2012. So it's really good to see McLaren coming back, really, isn't it? it oh, I think that, that was like, for me, that was the story of the weekend. It's, uh, I'm a you know, big fan of McLaren. Just great. Yeah, they've had, they've had some really rough years the past few years. And to see that their, their resurgence, I'm actually the saddest part of the McLaren story for me is I'm really sad to see Carlos Sainz leaving them for Ferrari next year. I think there's uh, there's something magic yeah. about him, him and Lando, and seeing them together. I mean, okay, it might be a little bit different if they were uh, maybe truly fighting for a title. We'll see how 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 well they they remain friends. But yeah. that whole dynamic and the team just seems to be really spot on top of their game and it's it's so good to see them back at the top of the uh the timing pylon it's yeah it's brilliant but then again you've got ricardo coming in from renault next year and i think ricardo and lando could be quite a good pairing to be honest and, i think and, and, and i think so ricardo too. you know he's, he's got to be at, at the top of the grid again you know he's got to have a good car so that'd be good. no doubt no doubt yeah fair play um during qualifying alex albon how do you think he did? Uh, I, I, I think he needs to start looking in his, in his uh, kind of rear view mirrors in more ways than one, um, metaphorically yeah. and, uh, and actually because uh, I, I think he's going to struggle. You know, um, uh, I, I know 
bread ball have already played the back and forth game. But for me, not just this weekend, but in, in several of the last races, Alex isn't doing it for me. He just, uh, he's consistently well down the order. He seems to be making mistakes. He's not finding the time. I get it. You know, you're in the second car up against the, um, uh, the likes of Max Verstappen. It's a pretty yeah. difficult in. But at the same time, you know, the rule number one is, is, is how you're measured up against your teammate, right? And uh, he's, just, he's just not doing it right now. But then again, who are you going to put in that car? Because who is going to cop against Max Verstappen? You know, who, who's oh. going to be as good as him? Uh, yeah, I, agreed. Agreed. I, I don't. I don't know that I have an answer. I, I, you know, I don't know that Red Bull will even make the move. Um, of, you know, obviously, there's lots of questions and lots of kind of vindication for Gasly after that whole situation earlier in the year. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to pivot again. Because to your point, I think it's, I think it's Max's team. That's you know, Daniel Ricciardo knew that. That's why he moved on. Yeah. Um, anybody you put in that seat's going to be tough. Um, unless, you know, you, you, you put a, 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 a truly proven driver there. But I don't know that Max or Red Bull want a proven driver there. They want, they want Lewis's Valtteri, right? Yeah, that's what yeah they want. very true. Max, he wants his Valtteri. He wants the rear gunner. He wants somebody that's going to let him get on and build the points. And you know, Red, Bull, Red Bull just needs the second driver to be consistent enough to get them the points that takes them to a Constructors World Championship. That's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll come on to Gasly a bit later when we talk about the race. But, um, I mean, if anyone is putting their case forward, he's doing all he can to get that. Absolutely. Back, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So th- th- this weekend also was um, the last race that the Williams family will be involved in Formula One owning the Williams team. You know, they've been there since 1978. Uh, they've fallen on hard times. Uh, they haven't had the results in the past few years. It, you know, it, it's harder and harder to raise money for a team. And they've eventually had to sell their uh, team to a, what is basically an, an investment banker, I think. Um, but is it, is it a sad day or is it a good day that Williams will secure the future? I I think it's yeah I think it's both I mean I mean I mean for me yes for me personally I think it's a sad day just because watching you know as we both did watching Formula One as a kid that was always the big name right whether it was Williams yeah. Renault Williams whoever right um, the nineties yeah, as well with Mansell and Prost exactly and ex- absolutely absolutely so yes it's you know it, it's a little bit kind of sad and uh, you know a little bit of uh, nostalgia there. Um, however, I think it speaks pretty well of where Formula One as a whole is headed when you've got a team that, that's, that, that is that far down the order, that has clearly struggled that much over recent years, yet someone's still prepared to come in and buy it and throw a whole lot of money at, at taking it forward. So, you know, I, I think, I think the, the kind of the writing has been on the wall for a while there and you know, that's pretty much where it was going and you know and as frank gets older and older and less and less involved and you know claire just didn't you know god lover just didn't really seem to be uh find that sweet spot uh whether it be with the car whether it be with driver selection um etc etc but uh the fact that somebody else is coming in and, and, and ready to fund that team and to your point keep the name around i think that speaks good things for the sport as a whole 
It does. Uh, it does, but the only thing that concerns me, so, so, so obviously Williams is, is this great heritage team, and as Claire Williams said, you know, for the sale, they found the right partner, that they, you know, this company is going to keep the Williams name, going to keep the heritage. But at the end of the day, it's no longer a family-run business. Yeah, so this, this company has, has come in. If they're not getting the results and they begin to lose money in, say, you know, three, four, five years' time, and they want to, what, shift the team on, you know, if they're not, if they're not making money, let's, let's face it, they are a business. Are they then going to be protecting the brand? You know, could we lose William off the grid? Because once it's changed hand once, it's going to change. If it changes hands again, you lose that commitment to the Williams brand. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, to yeah, totally. But I, I, uh, I, yeah, I think you absolutely could. But I think without them, without the family letting go of it and giving over to control to an investment group, we were going to lose Williams off. The yeah, Williams. you might lose it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least there's a chance of keeping it for, for a bit, I suppose. Exactly. And, and, I, and I think, I, 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 have to, I, I have to assume that that's the realization that they came to, right? That the brand, was now, the brand was now bigger than their involvement with it. And, uh, you know, they've put whatever into whatever contract that they've put in. And I'm sure this investment group hasn't, hasn't uh, you know, kept the name around out of the goodness of their heart. I'm sure there's something written into that contract with very yeah, good yeah. reason and the uh, uh, financial rewards for doing so. Um, but yeah, to your point, the name's still there, and I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, so getting into the race then. So the race obviously um, started, and you had Hamilton and Bottas on the front row, and Hamilton, to start with, just ran and, ran and hid, really. You know, he, he was well ahead. And then you had a shocking start from Bottas. Um, I don't know. Uh, personally, <laughs> years ago when Bottas was at Williams, I thought he would be a future champion. I thought he showed everything that, that was in a quality driver. But it just shows he's nowhere near Hamilton's level. Um, he, can't, he can do it perhaps in a qualifying period or you know, in the one-off race. But over a season, he just can't seem to do it. I, I don't think Bottas is good enough to be champion. I don't know what you think. No, I totally agree with you. I, I you know, like yourself, I, I remember a lot of talk about Bottas, uh, you know, even the year before he came into Formula One, you know, he was highly being talked about, highly anticipated. Um, and then you had the Williams years and, you know, the, after the move for, for Mercedes. And I think, you know, it's been, he's been questionable for a while. And then again, I think yesterday for me, cemented the fact he'll never, he'll never lift that the world title champ. You know, he'll he'll, he'll yeah, never nah. be a world champion. He was just, uh, he just, he's not got a great guy. You know, he, he's a great Saturday driver. Um, but, you know, I think the only reason he has that seat right now is because Lewis wants him to have that seat right now. And it's yeah, yeah. about, you know, yeah. Yeah, true. it's just, yeah, he, 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 he's the, he's the rear gunner. Um, you know, Lewis doesn't really need the additional stress of, uh, um, a, a driver that's going to take points away from him. Um, it's allowing him to get out there and, and, and really prove just how much better he is than everybody else. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll come on to it a little bit later, but you know, just to watch what Lewis did over the course of that race, when you know, uh, as I said, we'll get on to the whole the whole red flag scenario. Yeah. But for him to then you know be effectively 28 seconds behind the lead, 23 seconds behind the back of the pack. 
and still yeah. finishing what you know uh, seventh position and, and seventh Bottas yeah. basically Bottas basically stayed exactly where he was after his his awful start, slipped to fifth or sixth, and basically stayed there for fifty three laps. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. To be fair, actually, funny enough, um, uh, watching Bottas at Merck has actually given me a slight new fine respect for what Nico Rosberg did. Actually, I never used to rate That's Rosberg, but fair. actually, he ran him very close. He ran Hamilton close, you know, several times. He did win the championship. All right, there are question marks in that in, in, in that season. I think reliability helped. However, I think it's shown how good a driver Rosberg perhaps was when you see someone like Bottas in the in that second seat. Yeah, or yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I I think it does. You know, or or it 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 raises question over the way the two sides of the garage were perhaps managed in the in the Hamilton Rosberg years too. I mean, there was there was always that kind of questionability about a German car, a German driver in a German car, uh, and, and was there any bias there because just out of marketing and, and uh, sponsorship dollars, um, you know, I, I know that there was certainly comments made by Lewis back in those years um, that perhaps that was the case and that in, you know, in, in later years, post-racing career, he'll, he'll divulge uh, more information in whatever yeah. eventual book and autobiography that he releases. Lewis's book would be good. Yeah. Yeah, it will be very so, good. It will be good. Okay, so, 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 so the main sort of talking point of the race, so Lewis was well out in front, and then Magnussen had a car issue, and he pulled his car in just by the entrance to the pits. And being a high-speed uh, track, you know, it's just coming off that big uh, curve, the parabolica, it was obviously needed a safety car to come out so that the um, marshals could go and retrieve Magnuson's car. Now, Lewis was well out in front, and when the safety car came out, because Magnuson's car was right on the entrance to the pit lane, they closed the pits, didn't they? So it meant normally under a safety car, you would come in and pit to change tyres because you lose less time in the pits. Um, but Hamilton... Um, obviously wanted to, to, to pit at that point, and Mercedes and him didn't spot that the pit lane had closed, and so he came in, everyone else stayed out, him and uh, Antonio Giovinazzi came in to change tyres, and they ended up with a, with a penalty, a, a, a um, stop-and-go penalty, where they had to come back through the pits. Now, what was your view on... on, on how that manifested itself because me personally i mean when hamilton was coming around that parabolica you know you pull in almost 5g in that corner you're looking at, at at the apex and onto onto the straights and the lights with the x's on it saying the pit lane's closed was on the left hand side where you're not even looking um so i don't blame hamilton really for not seeing that um but surely the team should have seen that yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you look at the, at the point of the lap that Hamilton was on when the safety car was deployed, he was already he 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 was ba he was basically in the parabolica, ready, almost ready yeah. to, to to come round to that bit, bit straight. He gets the call, box, box, box. Of course, he's he's now to your point, putting five G coming around that parabolica. He knows he's coming into the pits. Yeah. Why would he be looking all the way out left at what were frankly kind of dubious signals anyway, take into account also the fact that you've never had a pit lane entry 
closed during a, a Formula One race. It's happened in, in lower classes, but never yeah. in Formula One. At least that's, that's my understanding. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you know, he was, a, he was a man about it after the race and kind of stepped up and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, and he, he, he took, took his lumps. I don't think that's but, on him. But, I think that's absolutely That's just him sharing the love with the team so they stay behind him. Sure. Really? That, that, that sure, Abs- absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I, I don't think that was on him. Um, but, you know, you can argue about the penalties all you want. At the end of the day, the regs are the regs. And um, you, you've got to you, you've got to penalise him now. However, I think the nail in his coffin was when Giovinazzi did the same thing because Giovinazzi did the same thing a good bit later. It yeah, was yeah. I, uh, I I think I think Lewis had come and gone before Giovinazzi even came in. So Giovinazzi came in so late. There's no excuse for him not yeah. seeing it, the team not seeing it, and him being communicated to. So therefore, you have to penalize Giovinazzi to the full and extent. And if you penalize him. Yeah. Exactly. You've you got to penalize Lewis. Now, had, had Lewis been the only offender, he probably still gets penalized, but maybe it's a five-second stop-go, or maybe it's a, just a straight-up drive-through, or maybe it's even just a five-second time penalty on his race, because, I mean, clearly that really did destroy his race. Uh, could have destroyed a few records along with it, but he was able to, to, uh, to yeah. sort that out. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, it's unfortunate, but again, regs are regs. How do you argue that? Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, true. So, so then you had this really interesting point. So, so Lewis was leading the race. He came in, changed tires and, and, and got back out. So they then cleared Magnuson's car. So Lewis is still leading at this point. And you have a few people have pitted, a few people haven't. And then, Leclerc goes and just slings it into the wall, you know, after the race restart. Um, almost straight away, wasn't it, basically? Um, yeah. Which then, they ended up red flagging the race, so all the cars had to come into the pits and stop, and so they basically freeze the race for a bit. Now, you've got some cars who have pitted um, already for tyres, some cars who, who haven't. Now, under that red flag condition, those cars who haven't changed their tyres could then change their tyres. That's part of the ruling is that while they're sat there, they can change their tyres. So they've effectively now got a free, um, a, a free tyre change and probably saved themselves almost 30 seconds. So you end up with a, quite a few people who have jumped those who have already pitted. Now, to me, I, I cannot understand how this rule exists and it, it happens about seven eight years ago with Vettel at Monaco as well um when he was out in front and hadn't pitted yet and then it, there was a red flag and he was able to change his tires and, and you know end up winning the race I surely when the race is red flagged you don't you just put the race in stasis you know it when it restarts it should it should be the same condition as the, when the race started absolutely yeah, I, yeah. The, the I fact that wrote, yeah, I don't get it at all. I, I can understand the concept of a a quote unquote free stop under the safety car. I think yeah. you know, that one that one you can kind of argue all day, but there's just as many pluses as there are uh, negatives. You know, for that kind of a situation. But yeah, red flag. It's it's just it, that's ridiculous. To your point, it should be the race is frozen. You deal with the issue, and then you you reset and move on. Um, yeah, there, there really shouldn't be anything. And, you know, and I, I think, I think the only reason that the, the red flag, uh, um, 
condition allows you to change anything at all is it's assuming that um, the, the, you know, for, for example, you've had a big crash, you've got carbon all over the place, and you, you, you've got cars going through that issue. They've caused themselves damage, no fault of their own. Surely under the red flag, you should be able to repair that. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. Probably why, that's probably why that rule is there, right? Well, guess what? You know, uh, there was an accident in front of me. I drove through a, a boatload of carbon. I've torn up my tires. You need to be able to let me change my tires. I could potentially argue that you would allow them to change their tires, but not switch compounds. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, it's, so then they still have to come in to switch compounds at a later exactly. point in the race. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. So anyway, so when the race restarted, because you had that situation with people, some people pit and some people not, you had this great mix-up of the grids, and suddenly you had like Gasly um, was out in front, you had Stroll um, up there, you had Ricardo up there, um, Carlos Sainz and Norris probably lost out a little bit. Obviously, Hamilton then had to do his penalty, so he went right to the back of the grid. Um, it was a really exciting sort of last part of the race then, um, and you had Sainz chasing down Pierre Gasly, which was uh, brilliant to see two young drivers, you know, neither of them had won a race before, sort of chase each other, and Sainz looked really, really hungry. Um, you know, it, it, it was just great chasing down Gasly, and Gasly put in a um, you know, impeccable performance out, out in front for that last stint of the race, really. Um, I thought that was fantastic. You know, Pierre Gasly, um, as I sort of touched on it before, so he's had a terrible year. So he got demoted from Red Bull about a year ago down to the sort of um, sister team, the lower sister team, which is now called Alpha Tauri. Um, so he, he, he got demoted from Red Bull. Um, a year ago, almost to the weekend as well, one of his best friends, um, a Formula 2 driver, Antoine Hubert, died. Um, so Gasly was cut, cut up by that as well. And then this year, he's just come back so strong. Uh, he's, just, he's having a fantastic season. He's, he's, he's already got a podium at the end of last year as well. And now he's got a race win. I mean, you know, the lad's doing fantastic now, really. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and, you know, it's been, don't get me wrong, as much as I was, I was just willing, edge of my seat stuff, willing, willing, willing for the race to be extended by another, um, Couple of laps. By, by another, by another lap, just to, yeah. I think if, if it had been, signs would have taken him, uh, signs would have taken him uh, to, to, to really have uh, Gasly out there and do that was, it was just, it was just fantastic stuff. I, uh, the only the, the only thing I, I feel really bad about was you know Tabajin, your first win is it you know the kind of the, the cathedral of speed is at Monza you do it in an Italian car and then there's no Tifosi there to, to really yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, to, to, to cap that off yeah I'm I'm not a huge Ferrari fan but uh, uh, I I just feel bad that Pierre just didn't didn't get the the real experience um, uh, no. of, of what that could have been but uh, yeah yeah no, good for him man you know, yeah. Now, funny enough, I, I, I had a little fact from my mate Rich, actually, that said, at this race, so you had McLaren that run a Renault engine, finished ahead of Renault, Alpha Tauri <laughs> that run a Ferrari engine, finished ahead of Ferrari, and Racing Point that run a Mercedes engine, finished in front of Mercedes. That's fantastic stat. Great, isn't that's it? A, that's a great, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but you're absolutely right. So all the customer teams finished ahead of their um, work teams in that race. 
which is that's which is great embarrassing for them yeah that's great <laughs> just a little bit yeah yeah so 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 the last little bit then so so ferrari <laughs> what what what, what has gone wrong <laughs> i mean how can a team just implode like that Absolutely i just don't it. know i mean i have to assume at this point they've just they've they've written it off that they're not even trying anymore um and they've just said you know bring in the new regs bring in the new car let's look at 21 let's look at 22 we'll see you guys in 18 months and they're just going to, you know, suck it up until then. I just, I just, I, I can't, I don't know how you can, it can be anything else. I mean, how you lose that much pace, you go from, you know, people like Leclerc winning their first, their first race last year, and now they can't even get out of Q1, let yeah. alone two. Yeah. I mean, just it, unbelievable. It, it all started with the changes that we think what they were doing with their engine from last year. So that's probably sure. a little bit, but, They've just completely imploded as well. I mean, Vettel doesn't seem to be interested sat in that Ferrari anymore, and he knows he's going at the end of the season anyway. You know, you, you had Leclerc slinging it into the wall th- this weekend. It's just the whole the whole team has just imploded, really. I mean, can you can you see Bonotto lasting? I mean, Ferrari are not normally well. Sorry, Ferrari are normally a team that look for scapegoats. They're not very cohesive are they they look for scapegoats and they look to change because they've got that italian press that put a lot of pressure on them yep and and i i i I think he's gonna last and the reason i think he's gonna last is there's they've they've done so much scapegoating over the last couple of years and there's been so much inner turmoil um if benotto is is anything i'm hoping that it's him. Well, not hope, but you know, you know, for for the sake of the team, I I, j- I just hope that what he said is, look, 2020 is a write-off. Don't don't even come to me for for results or or performance. However, you know, come come regulation changes, we'll be winners. And if he's not a winner in the first three races, it's going to be over. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe. I, I I think I I think we're going to see I think we're going to see him hanging around because I think they're all out of scapegoats. I mean, if they get rid of him, who, who are you going to bring in? But this yeah, who, week was embarrassing for them, wasn't it, though? Actually oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well. absolutely. 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 And, you know, it can only be, I can only, you know, for, for their sakes, hope that they went into it knowing that it was going to be embarrassing and kind of prepared their, their uh, behind-the-curtain world for you, this is what's happening. This is the strategy going forward. Don't look for results this week. Don't look for results next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see you next year. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay. So so as we were saying, so so the race finished with uh, Gasly in first, um, Signs in the McLaren uh, second, and Stroll in the racing points. So that's a that, 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 that's a hell of a um, uh, podium there, which is great to see. Then you had uh, Norris. And then it was Bottas, then Ricardo, Hamilton in seventh, as we say, came from the back of the grid, you know, almost 30 seconds down on the pack, which is great to come back to seventh. Then you had Ocon, Kvyat, and, and Perez. So, I mean, I, I don't really re- remember a race like this where none of the front-running teams had anything in, in the fight, really. So Red Bull, Ferrari, all Merck, you know, have nothing there. It's, it's, it's the sort of weekend that Formula One needs, I think. Oh, without yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, if if you're in the the you know the, the quote unquote press box for the weekend, 
you must have been rubbing your hands with delight. I mean, it was it was just so nice. There were stories galore every wherever you looked. Every position had a story behind it, right? It wasn't any more, uh, you know, it wasn't the, the the usual story of, yeah, yeah. Lewis sailed off into the distance. Valtteri held in second place. The Red Bulls were right behind in oops, what happened to Ferrari? It was just a complete, um, you know, uh, mess up and 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 different order on the grid and, and drivers up there that you've not seen before. Um, you know, for, for the Italians and the Ferrari fans, you got to hear the Italian uh, anthem played at yeah, Monza, but, even, even, but even though it was... <laughs> but not for Ferrari. There was no red overalls <laughs> on the top step, but so that was still nice. I mean, yeah, just stories all the way up and down the grid. It was just, just a, a really good weekend. And to your point, um, yeah, really the, the kind of weekend that, that, that Formula One needs. And then starts to generate all kinds of discussion about, well, you know, how do we manufacture weekends like this in the future? So, you know, do we yeah. do reverse reverse, uh, um, uh, re- reverse championship point running orders for the grid? Do we do a reverse qualifying race on the Saturday to determine the Sunday positions and put these different cars into different places? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, man, what a weekend. That was a, it was a, that was a great, great, great weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those that when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, like, thank goodness this is the weekend that I thought, you know, I, I was going to start this podcast. But then <laughs> when I was trying to write it all down, I was thinking, oh, really? Have I started at this race? Because, like, I'm really in at, at the deep end and I haven't got a clue what I'm going to write or say because so much was <laughs> happening. But, you know, it, it, it's all good. It's all good. So, anyway, we've got uh, next week, we are going to Italy again. Um, so it's race week again already, which is great. Um, and we're going to M- Mugello, which is uh, not usually a track um, where F1 goes. But in this COVID world, they've managed to get a race there th- this year. So I think that'd be quite exciting, seeing a, a track like Mugello. Yeah, yeah, deal me in, man. I'm all about for something a little bit different. And uh, like I said, after this past weekend, I can't wait for Saturday. Or Friday, yeah. for that matter. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. Okay, and hopefully... I'll be speaking to you next week and uh, we'll have maybe just as mad a race to chat about as this one. Yeah, let's hope so, eh? Yeah. All right, fantastic. Thanks a lot, Adam. All right, mate.